0: Well, the parents of some 40 students in our state schools are under close scrutiny by the Education Department for failing to ensure their children attend school. I'm not sure what close scrutiny means, given the kids aren't turning up, but I'll ask the Education Minister, Blair Boyer, in just a sec. Given no parent, though, has been prosecuted for truancy in years, at least reportedly five years, I'd hazard a guess, probably many more as well. Scrutiny, is it going to be enough? I mean, will that make the difference? It hasn't in the past, it seems. Parents could be subject to fines of $5,000, but... Oh, and let's face it, if they can't get their kids to school, I suspect coughing up the cash may be unlikely as well. So I'm not really sure what the answer is going to be. The Education Minister is on the line. Mr Boyer, good morning.
1: Good morning and thanks for having me.
0: So 40 kids, look, in the scheme of things, of all the kids that go to school, that's not a big number. Surely some sort of motivation can be applied to ensure those children turn up?
1: Absolutely, and you're right, it might not seem like a lot, but we in terms of uh, consideration for prosecution, which is the absolutely strongest action we can take and it's action that I support, these are 40 who uh, are chronically truant, meaning they are not going to school at all. And when we talk about the parents uh, or or carers um, that we are considering for potential prosecution, it's the really pointy end, who, who basically take an active role in preventing their kids from going to school. This is not parents who you know, or maybe are a bit slack or have other things, other issues in their life who can't get their kids there. This is parents who take active steps to stop kids getting there. Uh, And I've made it clear since becoming uh, the minister about 18 months ago, we've got this Act uh, of Parliament. We have uh, these provisions, including prosecution for a reason. There is no point having them there if we don't use them because people work out very quickly that it is a a, a paper tiger. Um, And I don't want to... Uh, be the minister who um, who doesn't use all tools uh, available to me in the toolkit to make sure kids uh, who are chronically absent from school actually re-engage and get there.
0: Why wouldn't they want their children to go to school? What's going on with that?
1: To be perfectly frank with you, Matthew, there's a whole, there's a whole heap of issues going on there when you're talking about parents who are actually taking an active step or playing a role in preventing it. That springs to mind, which I think might be the one from 2017. that was the last successful prosecution. So, like you said a while ago, I think it was around having the young child work in the business right. um, okay. instead, and didn't you know, wanted the child doing that instead of going to work. But at, the, at that age, when you lose a whole year of your schooling, it's a huge chunk of your life. It's yeah. hard to actually recover for those kids ever. So we have to take strong steps, and that's why I tasked the department last year. Digging out all the cases that fit into this category that could warrant prosecution, and push them all the way we have to. Now, pleasingly, in a, in a number of those cases, uh, eventually, parents and kids re-engage because I think they became pretty aware that we were serious about it and we weren't, you know, making idle threats. Yeah. Uh, and now there are more of us at the department to go back and look at as well and consider for prosecution. And if it doesn't result in Successful reengagement at school, then we will uh, take it all the way.
0: All right. So, so prosecution's a last resort, but but obviously it's uh, it's it's something in the deck of cards.
1: Absolutely, it is, and this is something we're doing for those kids, Matthew. Mm. You know, yes, it's punitive action against the parents, but I'm doing it so those kids can actually get it get an education all
0: right the other issue raised by your department head uh, professor martin uh, westwell is that there's a declining number uh, of students who are attending public schools so uh, a drop in overall attendance in other words in in our public schools is that a truancy issue is there something else happening there i don't think that's as much a truancy
1: issue as i i, I, I am hopeful that we are still slowly Bouncing back from COVID, where attendance really dropped, oh, yeah. um, I, I, I'm semi-confident that you know we will see that pick up again. I don't think there are I, I, I don't think there are other reasons um, there, are, you know, that, that might be akin to the reasons we just discussed um, for chronic uh, absenteeism. Um, but you know, we're watching it very, very closely, and we're doing what we can to increase it. But I, I, I think the hangover from COVID, from a lot, is still there because for three full years almost of their schooling. A lot were in and out of the classroom, yeah. um, uh, virtual learning, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we're still on the on the road to recovery a little bit there.
0: Surely, COVID isn't a reason for kids not to go to school any more than it's not a reason for people not to turn up to work, unless they're genuinely sick, of course. And and then of course, oh, but but that's not the reason, surely, is it? That they're oh, afraid oh, no, of COVID? It's,
1: it's- no, no, it's not. It's not that. It's not that they either have so much COVID. There's still some out there, but the numbers, thankfully, at the moment are small. Yeah. Or, or, or that, or, or that they are afraid of getting COVID. I think it's just that some got disengaged from having three years where they weren't often in the classroom like they used to be.
0: Right. Okay. Uh,
1: if you know what I mean. So you know, yeah. teacher mightn't be there because teacher might have had COVID, so yeah, there was yeah. replacement teachers, and, and they might not have been there because they were crook or the family were crook and bad habits have sprung up around not being as regular at school um, as they were before that. And we're pushing to get back to the kind of attendance levels we had pre-COVID. So I don't think it's anything more sinister, but either way, it's not acceptable. And, you know, we're sending very strong messages that you have to be at school.
0: Are there any lessons out of COVID for education moving forward? We see a lot of people working from home these days and not returning to the office. Uh, Any options for remote learning as a, a way of teaching in the future?
1: One of the very, very few positive things that came out of the pandemic and you've hit the nail on the head was that I think we made a big jump in terms of the technological advancement in our schools and particularly in South Australia's regional and remote schools with upgrading technology Uh, and you know I give my predecessor John Gardner uh, uh, a pick for that one too and the department uh, for making sure during COVID that they invested in that technology and in lots of cases it actually worked well and I've been to those regional and remote schools that now have that you know, uh, high-speed internet and and virtual technology, and in some cases, it absolutely works works really, really well. Not everywhere, but I think we uh, COVID forced us to really speed that process up, and it's important, particularly in a state like ours, Matthew, where we've got a lot of small, regional, and remote schools. And if we can do the virtual stuff uh, well, we can give them opportunities that city kids get that country kids often don't get.
0: Yeah. All right. And final message to uh, the the parents of uh, truants. What what would you say to them? Just in closing,
1: uh, I'm not going to let this go. If you think I'm going to give up here, uh, you, you you've got the wrong minister. Because I made my commitment very clear from at the outset last year that if there are cases that warrant prosecution, I'm going to push them all the way. Hopefully, they will result in kids going back to school before they have to go to court. But if they don't, then we'll use all the tools available to us under the Act.
0: What are those tools? I mean, what's the lead up to prosecution? Do you send police around, for instance? Uh, Sometimes there might be police um, uh, engagement, but we have
1: um, uh, truancy officers uh, who actually go and will go to the house and talk to parents. There's family conferences, which are The parents come in and and, and it's mediated by an independent third party to try to say, right, what's going on here? What do we need to do to get Mm. Johnny to school? And then we build up to potentially a prosecution. So there's a lot of steps before it. And and often they can be successful. But if they're not, then prosecution is there, um, uh, you know, as a last resort. But it's one I'm prepared to use.
0: Do parents turn up for those meetings?
1: They are, they are voluntary. I'm not sure there's another way you could do it, unfortunately, but actually often they do. They do, Matthew. Like in terms of these 40 that we're talking about this morning, yeah. no, they probably don't. Yeah. But for a lot, it does work because a lot, it's probably all sorts of stuff going on in the family home, you know, complicated stuff. around it could be unemployment, mental health, all those kind of things. So the family conferencing and the truancy officer work can help in those cases. But there are some, like I said, where it's more a case of mum or dad is actively taking a role in stopping Johnny from going to school. Yeah. Uh, in those cases, family conferencing is not going to work. Slaps on the wrist isn't going to work. And I want to make sure that we send a strong message to those parents that uh, you know, that if, if the Act is there and we can do it where it's appropriate, we will.
0: Excellent. All right, Blair Boy, Education Minister, thank you for your time today.
1: Good on Matthew. Thank you.